0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to The Beauty Biz Show. I feel like today's interview was a gift. Our guest is Dr. Murad, and I believe if you've been in the beauty industry as a practitioner for any length of time, you know exactly who I am speaking of. Dr. Murad is a dermatologist. He is the creator of a global skincare line, and he's also a true entrepreneur. But what I really took away from today's interview was the fact that a few things that he is very human. Sometimes I think that we forget there's actually a person behind a brand, a creator that is human. I also took away from spending time interviewing Dr. Murad that he is a very forward thinker and we need these people in our world to help us do better and to help us provide our clients with the best results that we possibly can. The third powerful thing that I took away from the interview today was the fact that Dr. Murad loves what he does. He feels such passion towards our industry and passion is contagious. So I think if you're anything like me, by the time you're done listening to this interview, it's going to make you reignite some excitement and some passion and help you remember why you stepped into this amazing industry and became a practitioner. So stay tuned. Enjoy the show. everybody, and welcome to The Beauty Biz Show. I'm your host, Lori Crete, and today I have a really special, exciting guest. We are welcoming Dr. Murad. How are you today, Dr. Murad?
1: I'm terrific, Lori. How are you?
0: I'm so excited to have this opportunity because nothing sets my skincare soul on fire more than being able to spend some time picking the brain of somebody who's made such an impact in our industry. So thank you for being here.
1: Well, terrific. Thank you for being here to share your knowledge and um, all the people that you speak to. I think it's amazing. And actually, we have a lot of estheticians who follow you.
0: Oh, well, that makes me feel really good. Thank you for sharing that. You've been a staple in my life since I became an esthetician. Your name comes up all the time. And like I said, this feels like a really unique, special opportunity. So I want to tell you, as I've been searching around the internet to find out a little bit more about you, there's one thing I've noticed that I have to, I have to bring up. And that is you have the best smile in every single picture. And that tells me you absolutely love what you do. Am I spot on?
1: Absolutely. I 100% love what I do.
0: Awesome, And so I think that, you know, people look at at somebody like yourself and they think, my gosh, he's successful, he's brilliant. But where I kind of like to start is maybe at the beginning where things weren't always so smooth in the success department for you. Can you take me back a little bit to how I know that you um, first became a pharmacist? Is that correct?
1: Uh, Yes, actually, you know, um, the story is uh, the story of failure leads to success. So before I went to pharmacy school, you know, I finished high school and um, I'm a little older than most people you talk to, but I don't know if you've ever heard of Sputnik, it's the first uh, Russian spaceship that went up into space. That was in the fifties or forties or whatever. Anyway, it was a long time ago. And so I wanted to be an engineer uh, because that was everyone wanted to do. And when I went to college, I went to engineering school and I really couldn't get a handle on statistics and mathematics. And I was a pretty good mathematician, but it just didn't work for me. I didn't understand it. So um, my brother, who was a pharmacist, says, oh, you're interested in science. Why don't you go to pharmacy school? I said, okay. And, And so I transferred to pharmacy school and I really enjoyed it. But in the back of my mind, I always said, you know, I really wanted to be a doctor, but I'm probably not smart enough. I probably won't get in. I don't know. I'll, I'll go to pharmacy school. And I wasn't going to even apply to pharmacy to medical school, except I had uh, a friend of mine, we were studying for finals. And his uncle, who was a doctor, you know, in California said, Oh, my gosh, medicine is so wonderful. It's a great opportunity. I was living in New York at the time, you should move to California, it's such a great place. So I said, Well, what do I have to lose? I'll just apply to school. And if I don't get in, I won't get in. But fortunately i did get in so the the idea i think for most people who feel that they're not successful enough or they don't think they're smart enough or they don't want to try because they may not make it i would honestly tell people go for it the worst thing that'll happen is you won't make it if you don't try you're not going to make it at all so um you know one thing led to another and even in medical school you know, I I was not interested in dermatology because it was boring. And Uncle Sam was so nice to me. He sent me to Vietnam. And because I wanted to do surgery, I had residency in surgery. And so by the time I was finished with my tour there, I was not so fond of surgery. And um, I was assa- assigned to the dermatology clinic at, you know, and at, at the base at and uh, so I really loved it. And then I applied to Derm and I got in and I became a dermatologist. So that's sort of the beginning of things. But I was always, always like to do different things. So even in my medical practice, um, because of my pharmacy background, I used to write compounded prescriptions for my patients and uh, for things that weren't available. And over time, way back in the very early 1980s, I had an esthetician working in my medical practice and an electrologist that was even before lasers. And so it was maybe one of the first spas in a way. But then in 1986, I opened up a place called the Sense of Self. Sense of Self was a day spa. So we had estheticians and massage therapists, manicure. I mean, we didn't have manicurists, uh, but we had electrologists. And actually, in those days, it was a day spa, but there was no such thing as a as many day spas. I think in 1990, there were only over 35 or 40 day spas of any kind.
0: Did people think you were crazy stepping into this? Because it was kind of a foreign idea at the time.
1: Absolutely. I always do things that people think are crazy, <laughs> <laughs> but but they end up to be what most people really, I, I feel like I, I see the future a little bit better than other people.
0: Well, that's pioneering and and you certainly <laughs> have done that.
1: Yeah. So anyway, and then at the same time, I was studying the alpha hydroxy acids and I actually treated over 10,000 different patients with the alpha hydroxy acids and decided that that was a good, a good ingredient. And so in 1989, I started my brand Murad and it was on basically three SKUs and a treatment. There was one for wrinkles, one for pigmentation, one for acne, and the rapid exfoliator was a glycolic acid peel.
0: So you really, I read in some of the information that I found online, you introduced glycolics into my professional world for estheticians.
1: Pretty much. I mean, I wasn't the first one to use glycolic acid, but I was, a, you know, one of the actually started a lot of that trend and it was actually the first of the doctor brands. Although the one thing I did do was not call it Dr. Murad because I felt doctor was too limiting. I think um, when we think of a doctor, we think of somebody who is, you know, just giving you a prescription, giving you a little bit of surgery, but not having the the more humanistic concept that I think estheticians and massage therapists and caregivers of those kinds, you know, acupuncturists and chiropractors have that most um, people don't think of when they think of a doctor.
0: So how do you take it from three SKUs and know, okay, this needs to be bigger and expansive to help massive numbers of people? Was it the infomercial that, or did you just start putting it into other skincare centers? Because you hit like right before the day spa started going crazy and, and showing up on every corner. So that was brilliant on your on your part.
1: Right. Well, actually, I started by essentially almost going door to door. In the early years, I was home maybe 150 days a year. I have to tell you my first experience, I went to the New York show, what do you call it, Center Javits Center, and I had my little pop-up booth. It was the first time I attempted anything. And uh, so I had my three skews and was next to a person who was selling nail polish and people came by me and I was dressed prim and proper. I had a tie and suit and things like that. And, and people would ask what I was doing. I said, well, I'm putting glycolic acid. This is a new ingredient. It's really great. I said, are you crazy putting acid on people's faces? There's <laughs> hydraulic acid people have put on and it's really terrible and this and that. But nevertheless, I persevered. And I went to all the trade shows. And uh, before I knew it, I really had a very good following. I had a lot of the top spas and I, I had no experience in business, but somehow or other, I was able to find employees to make calls and things like that. And I'm sure I, you know, I, I did a lot of wrong things, but it worked out okay. And then I realized, I said, you know what, the estheticians, nobody knows about them. And I had this wonderful product where people could go to the esthetician and get um, get this glycolic acid because it really wasn't available uh, anywhere else, not very well anyway. So having an infomercial would be something that would be really good, and actually. I did one infomercial, which was a total failure. But yeah, I read I that.
0: A- I wanted to ask you about that because like I said, everyone thinks they look at somebody like you and think, oh, it's always a better roses. And that's not always the case. How was it? So, a, how was it a disaster? The infomercial?
1: Well, the first one was not the typical infomercial. I had two sisters, one who treated herself and the other one who didn't. You know, I spent a lot of money producing it and made a lot of products and everything and i spent a fortune of money and i was working you know full-time as a dermatologist i had a nice home and i i put everything i had into it and it just totally nothing sold it wasn't the right time it was early on maybe now it would work as a infomercial where you have two sisters one who does it one who doesn't at that time people were just sitting around on their sofas and talking to each other yeah so yeah, so it didn't work and then so I was broke basically. So I worked hard and did the best I could and um a couple of years later I I decided to do it again and this time I went with a different um producer and it was the traditional kind and it was huge. It was a huge success. I had
0: I think I actually I had, just worked with the gal who helped you with that infomercial actually. Small world.
1: Yeah, it is. Um, um Rodney, Ben, or any of those people? Dina? Yes.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I just recently did some Dina Giole? Yeah, yep. She has a different yeah. last name now, but a lovely woman. Right. I had, I had yeah, a lot of fun is. working with her.
1: You know, she was the marketing uh, in my group in the beginning.
0: She, it's funny because you just brought back a memory. When I was actually in training to become an esthetician, I had this lovely instructor, and she would take – a little bit of the peel and put it on one hand whenever she was done. It was your glycolic, actually, that we were using in school. And that hand looked as smooth and as young as a baby's butt. And then the hand she wasn't using it on showed probably, you know, realistically what her age was. But it was interesting. She just used one hand so she could show everyone the incredible benefits of glycolic.
1: Absolutely. You know, really, when people talk about cosmeceuticals, glycolic is the first cosmeceutical. People think it's retin-A. But retin A can't be because it's a prescription, so it, it's a drug. Whereas, you know, the, it's a cos- glycolic is a cosmetic that has, you know, pharmaceutical benefits, sort of.
0: I want to ask you a quick question because being a dermatologist and using acids, a lot of people question. Oh my gosh, don't they increase the risk of skin cancer and sun damage? Can you can you help me wrap my brain around how this all works together in a way that's harmonious for us in the anti aging department? Well,
1: what people think of glycolic is exfoliating, removing the top layer of your skin. And because then it makes your skin thinner. And so now you're more susceptible to getting skin cancer. That's what people think. But what's really happening is as you exfoliate, you're encouraging better cell turnover. And if anything, your skin becomes thicker, not thinner. So it actually is more beneficial. Now, Obviously, I wouldn't tell people to get a glycolic peel and go out in the noonday sun because immediately your skin is thinner. But within a very brief period of time, hours, uh, your skin begins to turn over. And what happens if you look at skin, you've got stratum corneum on the surface and below it is the epidermis itself. So as you remove your stratum corneum, it's it's encouraged something the message goes down to the basal cell, hey, we need to produce more stratum corneum. So when you think of young people, their cell turnover is very rapid. As people get older, the cell turnover is slower and slower. And that's one of the reasons why your skin becomes dry because all you feel on the surface of your skin is the stratum corneum, the top layer. And if there's no cell turnover, the stratum corneum that's sitting around over time gets drier and drier and drier. Whereas when you have cell turnover, those cells are removed and encouraging better cell turnover. So in the end, you're, you're actually instantaneously, you may have a little bit of thinning, but over time, you're actually increasing cell turnover. And you can see that people who are using glycolic peels, they have more beautiful skin, they're healthier, they're softer, they have more resiliency. I mean, the proof of the pudding is in the seeing. The Now, obviously, everyone uses sunscreens.
0: Oh yeah, got to have your, especially. I'm a Southern California girl myself, and you can't leave home without it, no matter what you're doing to your skin.
1: Absolutely.
0: I always tell my clients it's the number one thing I have in a bottle that can help you with (laughs) anti-aging. You've got to protect your skin when you live in Southern California.
1: Right. We have to look at the sunscreens of the future, actually, Uh, because first of all, when people think sunscreen, they think sun. And yes, you can have ingredients that have sun protection, but when you go out in the environment, there's pollution, there's smog, there's wind, there's heat, uh, there's all kinds of inflammatory diseases, there's bacteria, there's everything on the surface. So in order to really have a proper protection for your skin, sun is only one element, a new element that just come up is the blue light. The blue light is what we see from our computers and uh, our cell phones. And we're spending more and more time from that. There's radiation from that. So in order to really have a good protection, you have to look at modern times. Be- before there was uh, cell phones, which, by the way, only 10 years ago is when the, the iPhone came out. So it's not that long ago. We, everybody seems to have one, but not that long ago. So, you know, we produce this sun protection, which called city skin SPF 50, which is, um, you know, chemical free, but it has uh, antioxidants and, and it has anti-pollution complex and it has a blue light protector. So we have to look at the whole picture, not just one element. And, and that's one of the issues in medicine. We kind of spot treat. We just look at, oh, you have a wrinkle. Here's a Botox shot. But really... Why do you have a wrinkle? Maybe you're under stress. Maybe you're not eating well. Maybe you're not using your sunscreen and your moisturizer. Maybe you're not exercising. So it's a comprehensive overall wellness approach that makes the difference. And um, we've always been that way. Whenever we did products, it was always, we always had antioxidants, anti-inflammatories, in them. always had agents that improved the hydration. It, It was important to look at the whole picture.
0: I, it's like business and marketing skills. This is what I, what I, what I teach in the industry. They don't really change that much. We just have to pay attention to and shift with the cultural changes. And that's one of those things, like who knew we'd have to put something to protect our skin from blue light into our skincare products. You just,
1: and you talk, the other thing you talk about, which I think people don't understand whenever I speak to estheticians i ask them if they treat blood pressure and they say no they don't and they say yes you do because people come to see you and you know they're harried they're rushed they're stressed and you they lie in your bed and before you know it they're asleep and their blood pressure goes down but the idea of the healing power of touch and here again because society is now making us more isolated more lonely uh, we have so many people who have never been touched for years, you know. They they live alone. They have a cat, maybe. Uh, they don't leave their house. A lot of us, you know, they have a sedentary lifestyle. They order things online, uh, and and they're, you know, they're they're isolated. They're lonely, and there's nowhere else you can go except to a spa, where you get the healing power of touch. You know, you walk into the spa, and the, the first thing that happens, you get a little bit of a bear hug. Hey, Mrs. Jones, how are you? And they know you and, and people tell me, you know, as an esthetician, my clients say I'm their best friend and I only see them once a month for an hour. But I'm the only one who listens to them. I'm the only one who touches them, I'm the only one who heals them. And I think the future is going to be in this boss setting because we're going to get more lonely, more isolated and more in need of the healing power of human touch instead of the robot touch, which is beginning to happen.
0: I think so many estheticians are overlooking their superpower. And I have a lot of them say, well, I'm not into doing the massage anymore. And for me, that's such a big part of, you know, when you have that mask on or the enzyme on, just teaching a woman to reconnect to letting go of some stress. You know, even the hand massage, I have to shake their arm a little bit and go, okay, relax. This is anti-aging. And you you wrote a great article recently for ASCP, the Skin Deep Magazine, and you talked about something that I think is so important for our listeners to hear, and they were the secret agers. You listed four of them, and I'm going to bring them up for you, and then will you just speak to each one a little bit? And one was the cultural stress. Like, What are our clients suffering from here, and how can we help them as estheticians with products and you know, getting them to tap into the self-care aspect of it.
1: Yeah. Cultural stress is the term I coined over uh, 15 years ago because I was seeing my patients coming in sort of downtrodden, unhappy and said, what's going on? I said, oh, the traffic is hard. My work is more difficult. I have a lot of stress. Everything's harder. And cultural stress is the stress of modern living. Rules and regulations, digital dependency, expectations at home in a way Um, And it leads to this tendency to try to be more perfect, to answer the 50,000 emails that you get every day. Uh, You begin to be more ADD. You're not sleeping well. I actually wrote a scientific paper, and I can share it with you, called it a syndrome of cultural stress. So it tends to lead to a sedentary lifestyle. We tend to sit more than we don't do any more exercise so much. We don't go out. We become more lonely, more isolated so many and we became more angry, more hostile. We're me against you a lot. And again, the other part is not getting any touching There's no healing that we have because more and more people live alone, more and more people. You know, if you think of a family 50 years ago, the brothers, the sisters, the aunts, the uncles all got together. Now the aunts, the uncles, the brothers and sisters, everyone's in a different place and and the family structure is by and large is diminished. So there's communication, emotional, physical communication. We communicate on our cell phone, on texting, especially the younger people. You know, when I was 16 years old, the first thing I wanted to do was learn to drive a car so I could go meet my friends.
0: Exactly. And before that, I was on my bike for three hours pedaling to somebody's house if I had to.
1: But not now. No. Not now. Everyone's at home texting each other it's terrible. I so, babysat
0: like a few months ago and I had two 13 year old girls at my house and they didn't say a word to each other. They're on their phones. And I'm like, are you guys sitting on the couch texting each other? And they're like, yeah. And I, oh my gosh, that's so foreign to me to engage with another human being like that.
1: I know that's what's happening. You know, we did the eyes up campaign. I should send you the video. It's, a, it's, it's really wonderful. And I'll send you also the, uh, the peer-reviewed ger- journal article that had in geriatrics and gerontology, so you'll get a better insight into you know my thinking about it.
0: I love it. Thank you. I would love to see that. So the second one we've already talked about, kind of, is blue light. And other than your City Skin SPF, which I'm going to go buy today, hopefully it's at Sephora by well, my send house. you.
1: Son. Don't buy it.
0: Oh, awesome! You're a good guy. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. That awesome. So other than the you know that type of of product, what can we do to protect ourselves from the blue light damage? Because I assume it's causing more hyperpigmentation, maybe more fine lines.
1: Yeah, I, I assume that. I, I have no scientific proof of, of that. But the combination of the city skin day and night, so at night it's more hydrating and so on, use that all the time. There are also, um, and I'm not sure they actually work, there are glasses that people say help protect you from blue light. Uh, so there's, it just makes the screen a little bit darker to me. It makes it actually a little bit clearer, even though it's a little darker. So that's one thing that you can get is a blue light, uh, glasses instead of the sunglasses.
0: Awesome. Okay. So everybody listening in, if you feel like, cause your eyes do get tired at the end of the day. Sometimes I can't even think straight after being on my computer for a long time.
1: So it does, it's really bad. And, and I mean, obviously be less on the computer, but you know, that's not going to happen. It's just like telling an acne patient, don't pick. They're going (laughs) to pick no matter what.
0: That's a perfect analogy. You're right. So then number three that you spoke of was lack of sleep and any information you can, I'm right now working on supplements and I, I, you may have something like this in your brand that helps support our adrenal system. So we do get better sleep.
1: Yeah. So, you know, lack of sleep is associated with everything from Alzheimer's disease to suicide to all kinds of horrible things. Um, and because of the, the digital dependency, people are more and more not sleeping because they have their cell phone next to them at bed. God forbid, they get a text at three in the morning. They have to be awake for that. Um, and some people would rather have their cell phone or their computer in their bed with them instead of a significant other, which is terrible. Um, and, um, you know, the, I've for years had sleep, uh, products actually we had, and we we're introducing a new product actually, um, which is a sleep reform and it's, um, it's a spray that you can spray in your mouth it Has melatonin and it has GABA and some other ingredients to really help you sleep. So, um, so it's. It's a it's an amazing new uh, product. We'll send you some of that as well. I think when people think of topical care as being what we do as estheticians and doctor or dermatologists, internal skin care is as important.
0: I love it. You you talk about bi-directional, right? How it's all associated.
1: Right. So you need to if you're having trouble sleeping, it's easy for me to tell you, you know, take a warm bath sit and have a little glass of wine maybe, turn the lights out, don't watch TV for a half hour before. Um, I also tell people, you know, eat a couple of walnuts. um, If you like walnuts because they have antioxidants and omegas and your brain needs omegas to function better and you need antioxidants when you're sleeping because you've had so much damage throughout the day, your body is trying to repair itself. So you support it by putting a night cream that has antioxidants and everything like that. We have a City Skin night cream as well. And also, you know, eating something or taking a supplement with omegas and antioxidants. So those are all really helpful.
0: I love that you have that spray because, you know, my significant other is really into health and nutrition. And he actually has a, a, a bottle of melatonin spray that he keeps on the nightstand because he said there's all these links to melatonin, tiny amounts of it and maybe avoiding Alzheimer's. So all these studies are coming out, and you're right, it ties back to just getting some good, solid sleep and the right amount of it.
1: Estheticians don't generally sell supplements, but I think they really should. And our sleep spray actually is just launched last week.
0: Awesome. Really cool stuff. Yeah, I love it. I can't wait to try that too. Then the fourth one that you talk about, for, you know, a secret or is dehydration. So can you just speak to that? Because all this information you're giving is so powerful to help us really help our clients see amazing results in the world of anti-aging.
1: Yes. Well, okay. So I'm going to ask you, like I ask everybody else, if you feel your skin today uh, versus 10 years ago, is it drier or more moist?
0: Well, I live in Palm Springs now, so I'd have to say extremely <laughs> dry compared to the way it was 10 years ago.
1: But everybody is drier over time, and I've measured over six thousand different people in my client, in my clinic, and by definition, and also there are data with other people with over twenty thousand. The we begin we're born with about seventy five percent water, and over time, we become more and more dehydrated. The average woman is about fifty percent water. The average man's a little bit higher, closer to sixty. And over time, with every decade, there's a little bit of a decrease in our total body hydration, and it shows on our skin. The other fact is that your skin is connected to every organ in your body. You know, if you have acne, you might have polycystic ovary. So every cell in your body is connected. And actually what happens on your skin as your skin gets thinner and drier is happening to every cell in your body. So if you have a heart cell, it doesn't look like a skin cell, but it does have a, it does have a cell membrane, just like your, your cells in, in your skin, and this, the cell membrane become weaker and more sensitive to damage, whether it's free radicals, microbes, whatever. So understanding that, my, I have an inclusive health program, and it's just about getting better hydration. So how do we do that? And there's four simple steps, four obvious steps. Number one is using moisturizers and sunscreens when you're out in the air, because you're gonna protect the first line of defense by using moisturizers, antioxidants. And so putting on moisturizers on your on your skin, on your body, is gonna protect you from the environmental damage, which could penetrate through your skin in the blood vessels and damage your heart, your liver, and everywhere else. People don't think of skincare as healthcare. When you truly take care of your skin, you're protecting every organ in your body from damage from the environment.
0: Overall depleting, more than we even understand the sun and the environmental damage.
1: Absolutely. It, it's more obvious. If you sit out in the sun for four hours in noonday sun, do you feel like you have a headache, nauseous, tired, lethargic?
0: Yeah, need a nap, for sure.
1: Absolutely. So what is that? It's not your skin. The environmental stressors, whatever they are from the environment, penetrated through your skin into the blood vessels, which then went to your heart, your liver, your brain, and everywhere else. So your body is connected. In order to help your skin, you have to help every organ in your body. So the four pillars for me is obviously skin care. Number two is I call it eat your water. Everybody says eight glasses of water a day. You have to eat eight glasses of water a day. Well, that was a study done in 1945, and they put people in a controlled environment, and one measured how much hydration they consumed, and it was 2.4 liters on average, which is eight glasses, but not one of those people actually drank eight glasses of water a day. So my thing is, eat your water. Eat your water. What does that mean? So what's your favorite fruit or vegetable?
0: I just crave blueberries.
1: Okay. Blueberries. I don't know exactly, but I would assume blueberries are 85 or more percent water. So an ounce of blueberries is an ounce of water almost. But what you're getting in the blueberry is antioxidants. You're getting roughage. You're making your body alkaline resistant to to cancer and bone loss, boosting your immune system. And your blueberries are supposed to make you smarter. So would you rather eat your water or would you rather drink it?
0: Perfect. I will even eat more blueberries now. It's smarter and anti-aging. What more could you ask for?
1: Right. Absolutely. The next thing is exercise. People tell me I'm sweating, but I'm drier. But you're building muscle. Muscle is 70% water. Fat is 10% water. You want more muscle or more fat? And one of the reasons, by the way, that women versus men having the same amount of alcohol will have a higher blood alcohol level, is women genetically have a higher percentage of body fat. And so you have less water to detoxify the it's alcohol.
0: stored. Yeah, that makes sense. And then the last
1: pillar is the stress. And, you know, regular stress like a broken arm, a divorce, a death in the family, those we actually deal with. But the stress of modern living, which I call cultural stress, we don't deal with. And so we don't take care of it. So, well, what can I do? I have 50,000 emails to answer. What can I do? I might get a call from so-and-so and I need this. And, and everyone's expecting me to, to do X, Y, and Z, and I have to do it and I can't not do it. And, all the, the, and you'll, I'll send you the article with all the, uh, the syndrome that I described and all the research on genetics and everything we did here at, at my medical practice
0: Wow. I love all this information. And if people are listening in now going, wow, this Dr. Murad's a pretty cool guy. He knows his stuff. And I want to know more about him and his brand. Where do they go to find out this information? What website URL?
1: Well, murad.com, but you know, they can go to Massage Envy. They can go to all of our spas that we have around the country and around the world. So I, I think that's the best place to get the information because you know, it's one thing for you to hear a lecture; it's another. Which is, I'm not belittling it, but but I think also um, where somebody's actually using all of these forces. You know, the healing power of touch, using the proper products to use on your skin, make you feel more healthy, reducing social isolation. So things like that 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 really are are important. And you know, one of the problems is, and I obviously everybody's online there's the uh, you know more people are buying things online because it's a lot easier and simpler but what you're not getting is that personal communication and the more time goes on we're we're losing that we're really losing it we don't even talk to our own family anymore you know because like you said the three kids are sitting around they're on their cell phone or their iPads or whatever And they're not even talking to each other and they're sitting next to each other.
0: A lot of people are up in arms uh, on the fact you can go online and and get your skincare on Amazon, but it's not something that I've really focused on because I know Amazon cannot give my client that customized protocol that I can send them home with after, like you said, touching their skin and listening to their lifestyle, you know, you know how they live their lives. So it's just hugely important when you get somebody in there, help them out by selling them the right products for their skin.
1: Well, it's not just that. It's all the other attributes. Before I spoke to you, we had uh, some of the uh, residents from um, the VA hospital in Los Angeles, and we're doing a study combined with them on um, helping reduce uh, diabetes. You know, we have uh, they're treating diabetic patients, and we're we're just the the idea of just somebody communicating with them, talking with them. So there are two groups. One group, they everything that is done with the second group is done with the the other group that is being sort of treated. I have a, a hundreds of uh, what I call insights, my sayings, and we can send you a list of those and some of the books. And it seems like the ones that are who are looking at these sayings things like be thrilled with who you are and uh, forgive yourself and things like that their diabetes goes down but also they're getting somebody to talk to them and spending time even the ones who aren't getting the cards some of them are getting better but not to the level of the ones who are getting the cards
0: so power of positivity and connection is healing healing
1: yeah there are three elements to medicine there's the caregiver, in case of an esthetician. There's the product. Um, hopefully it's Murad product. <laughs> and then there's the, the person. And you can make the person be more likely to take care of themselves by, again, the, the practitioner giving them the healing power of touch, listening to them, paying attention to them you know, encouraging them to do better, which is what happens when you go to a spa.
0: You must have had a packed full practice because this is such a beautiful bedside manner to show somebody that you really care this way.
1: Yeah, I've seen well over 50,000 different patients in my life.
0: Awesome. Well, what? tell me, what are your plans for the future? I know your company's gone through some pretty exciting things recently. What do you, what do you see yourself doing in the next few years?
1: I'm going to do the same thing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Keep on keeping yeah. on, huh?
1: <laughs> Keep on, yeah. I've been writing some books, doing my art, talking to people like you, and encouraging people to live happier, healthier, more fulfilling lives. That's my, my passion, and I would like that to be my legacy.
0: Well, it's served you well. I, I think that um, you're definitely living out your, your purpose and your mission here, and it shows.
1: I absolutely feel that way.
0: So if the people listening in, I liked how we started this and let's circle back. You know, you said you got to try. You won't know until you try something. That was a great success tip. Do you have any more for the practitioner that's listening in, thinking, gosh, there's something bigger in me I want to share with my clients? Any success tips?
1: Absolutely. The number one success tip is become yourself and love yourself. Because, you know, so many of us try to emulate somebody else. And I tell people, you will never be as good as that somebody else. You will be the best you and you will be more successful by being the best you. A lot of people say, well, what should I exactly do when I want to open up my business? I say, well, first of all, what do you do? What do you like to do the best? And they tell me X, Y, and Z. I say, okay, do more of that because it's something you like. You're going to be doing so much better on it. I tell people act more like a toddler because Who you really are is the little girl or the little boy you used to be when you were one and a half, when you were always giggling and smiling, when you didn't judge yourself, you weren't afraid to fail, you didn't have to be perfect. All of those attributes we begin to lose as we age. And the more we begin to love ourselves and, you know, become ourselves, so to speak, the more successful we'll become. So it's it's up to you. To determine what it is that you enjoy doing the best, what you like in your life, and not try to be somebody
0: else. I love Become it. Yourself. I call it your profitable passion.
1: Absolutely.
0: So such a great conversation with you today, and I'm not going to put you on the spot. You don't have to answer me right now, but I recently have launched something called the Beauty Bids Club. It's a professional success-based society for practitioners. And I would love to bring you on as a guest speaker on aging or acne or anywhere you'd love to contribute sometime in the, in the near future. So I'd love that. Awesome. Very, 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 very cool. Okay. That sounds amazing. And I would love all this stuff that you said you would share with me and maybe together we could share it in the Beauty Biz Club.
1: That'd be amazing. I'd love to do that.
0: Okay. Perfect. And is there anything else you want to share with anyone before we say goodbye today? I know that you're going on vacation or you're traveling or something, so you have a lot going on.
1: Yeah. No, actually, I don't know if we told you, but we have some visitors listening to this podcast here. And um, just happened to be some estheticians and uh, massage therapists and even business people. So uh, it was really enlightening, I hope, for them as well.
0: Awesome. Yes, I know the listeners are going to enjoy this. And I'm so excited that I got to spend some time with you today. I'm very grateful. And thank you for taking time out of your busy day to share with us.
1: Thank you. It's great talking to you. I'm looking forward to spending more time with you.
0: Thank you Dr. Murad. We'll be in touch soon. Have a great trip away. I know you said I think October you said you're going on a little vacation.
1: Yeah, I won't be back. I'm leaving Saturday and coming back on the 20th. So it's about 2 weeks, 3 weeks almost.
0: Great. Enjoy your trip and we'll catch up soon. Thanks again.
1: Terrific. Thank you.
0: Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. for tuning into the Beauty Biz Show. I hope this episode leaves you feeling inspired to build the beauty biz of your dreams. If you'd like to know more about how you can become a member of the Beauty Biz Club, the only professional success-based society designed to fuel your success by providing you with the ongoing resources that are needed to excel in the beauty industry, please visit beautybizclub.com. Again, that's beautybizclub.com club.com. Also, if you'd like a copy of my free report, top 10 secrets of successful beauty biz practitioners, please visit lorikrete.com.